bless you all this morning. Are you ready to worship the Lord? Amen. I was just thinking, I, I want my heart to be like David, like he was preaching last night. Nothing stopped him from praising the Lord. Don't worry about my voice. I was, I was just praising the Lord. That's all I was doing. So why don't you all stand for a moment? Let's just turn the, the words to, my God is awesome. And if you could, uh, Anthony, could you get this screen up here working, please? My God is awesome. Oh, my God is awesome. He can move mountains. Keep me in the valley. Hide me from the
sing, Yet Not I, But Through Christ in Me. What gift of grace is Jesus mighty Redeemer?
Christ in me. What beautiful words we just sung. Oh, hallelujah. Could I ask uh, Brother Jonas, could you come up and open the, up the word of, in a word of prayer? Amen. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we're grateful, Father, for another opportunity, Father, to come into your presence, Lord, Father. You're welcoming us, Lord. And we're welcoming you, Lord. May you just fellowship with us this morning, Father, as your servant brother David has prepared. He has labored, Lord, and has put himself aside, Father. And you have a word for us this morning, I believe, Lord. May you just use him mightily, Lord. And if there's anyone holding back this morning, Father, may you just break those chains, Lord. May we worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord. May you have your way, Lord, this morning, and may you just... Use Brother David, use Brother Joe, Lord, as we're as he's leading in songs, Lord. May we just enter into worship this morning, Father. May you take away all tiredness, Lord. And may we just come to you before you, Father, knowing what we have. That you have given us authority, Lord, to speak, Father. And may you just touch every heart this morning is my prayer, Lord. May we come in sincerity, Lord, not just to be seen but, Father, to meet you is my prayer, Lord, that we will have a deeper walk with you after we leave this camp, Lord. And may you just have your way, Lord. Send your anointing now, Father, is my prayer. May you bless us this morning, Father. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen. You may all have your seats. How deep the Father's love for us.
time where you can let off the pressure. Amen. There should be such victory in this camp this morning. It shouldn't be Brother Tom or some brother trying to pump you up. Did you get delivered last night? Are you set free? Amen. Now, now, now you, you have to understand, Brother Tom, some of the men and the saints that, by the way, know me. Okay. Amen. Hallelujah doesn't go big with me because you know if you got something we're shouting about that you drove over the devil last night there should be a group of young people that said I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus this morning and that word of God that we heard last night is going to come by our way one more time and you should be a people that should be able to glorify almighty God Praise Him in the noontime. Praise Him in the morning. Praise Him in the evening time. Just praise our God. He's worthy of all praise and glory and honor that you have not learned. Listen, I, I love what Brother Wayne said last night. Don't live off of the glory and off the hallelujahs off of the brother next to you. You've got to have that yourself. So I'll get excited because somebody else got excited. Saints, it's not in that excitement. It's the thrill of the soul that Jesus would come by my way. And I could say, I know the master of the sea. Good times, bad times. Praise his holy name. Amen. I know there's been a table spread where the saints of God are fed. And... uh, Brother David Mayer, as I picked him up today, he says, I got a seven-course meal. We're ready, Brother David. We're ready. We're not here to play church. We're here because we are the church. And may God anoint his servant this morning to feed your hungry souls. Saints, it is from going to glory, from glory to glory. And I don't know why I'm even here tonight or this morning. The messages and the word have been 
tremendous. And I'm looking for another feast this morning. We've had the privilege and honor to have Brother David Mayer all the way. Brother David, you got to correct me. He speaks five languages. You're Belgium, birth, and now Swiss, and who's French? (laughs) Now, there is a multinational man here. So if he speaks in French, he'll got it covered. And he can also speak Dutch. And I can only speak English very poorly. So I thank God for men of quality and character. And I pray that the Holy Spirit would just come in a special way and feed your souls this morning. Amen. I know the master of the wind. I know the master of the wind. privileged people we are to know the master of the wind the creator of heavens and earth amen and to be standing here this morning in the presence of the almighty God knowing that we have an authority given by God himself so I'm wondering this morning how many are are wanting to continue to battle with me I've been greatly blessed we're going to continue to battle. 
Amen. And Brother Branham, he says, the thing to do, to my opinion, is to know your enemy. Now, when you're training for a contest, contest, it's like a boxer. A real good fighter usually knows and studies his opponents. And I think that's a very good thing to do for a Christian. And if you want to start training, you start with John 3.16, the golden rule. Satan, I got more than a black belt. I got a golden rule. Start right out with that and then train for the knockout punches. <laughs> so how many want to join me with the knockout punches? Brother Wayne said yesterday, you keep on hitting until he's destroyed, utterly destroyed. And then trade for the knockout punches because you're going to have to use them. <laughs> Everybody knows that. And you have to train to hit your enemy. So this morning, brothers and maybe sisters, but I'm including you, Satan is our punching ball. You would love, and I'm sure some of you, they have a punching ball maybe back home. But now the prophet tells us, you hit him with the word of God. If the word of God tells us that we are the final voice of the final age, that means that something has to come out of our voice, out of our mouth. Amen. Not something you think, not something you can make up, but something that God has given us. Thus saith the Lord. And then when you can hit Satan with the scripture, he's just as powerless. As powerless as he can be. My, my, my. Hebrews 3.1 says, He's the high priest of our confession. And he's sitting at the right hand of the Father to make intercessions for us upon our confessions. Listen, I love that part. Now, remember, it's how much faith you can have when you come to him. And then he says, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before the Father. And that's the part I love. What you say that I have done down here for you, that is what I say to the Father that I have already done it. Oh my. So whatever you say by faith, you believe the word of God. That's what he says to the father. I've already done it. It's a settled case. So what do you expect Satan to do against it? What do you expect Satan to stop or block something from me receiving? He's a punching ball. But it's about time you start punching him. Thus saith the Lord, it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written. So no matter how weak, how, how feeble you may feel this morning, when the weakest of the saints goes on his knees, come on, all hell is shaking. We are an invincible army. This is not an excitement. This is not pumping up. It's a reality. So start using 
that almighty weapon, the Word of God. Well, hallelujah. Isn't he wonderful? God is so good. Amen. And we can gather around the Word of God. There were the eagles. Amen. The carcass and the, the eagles gather around the carcass. So we have the privilege this morning once more to gather around the Word of God. Brother Benham says in Broken Cisterns, he says, Where the carcasses, the eagles will gather. You don't have to pump up a revival. You don't have to pump up nothing. The only thing you have to do is just come to the fountain and it's always full of good fresh water and there's no end to it. Come on church. Amen. The Lord has blessed me mightily yesterday. But this morning, there's more for me. Amen. So by faith, I'm taking a hold of every promise, every blessing. Brother Wayne asked if I can say it clearly. I'm going to say it clearly. I'm not asking it. Sorry, Brother Tom. You would be, sorry to use that word, stupid. Sorry. Not to benefit from every redemptive blessing. Satan tries to hold us down. Satan tries, but he's only trying. It's up to us, up to you, to just punch him in the face. It is written. This is my promise. This is the authority I have. Hallelujah. Oh my, there's no end to it. It just keeps on bubbling. So when something is bubbling on the inside, you can't sit still. So this morning, I won't sit still. Hallelujah. Now, why don't we take the Bible? Hallelujah. Sure feel good in the house of God. And once more, I want to say thank you to all of you having me, the privilege of being here. And it's a great blessing. I want to say thank you to all, all those that have labored. Whether it's in the kitchen, whether it's in the sound, whether it's in, in, in the, the hospitality is, is so big, it's so great. I'm just, I just pray God will reward you a thousandfold. <laughs> Amen. So thank you once again. Amen. If you can take Romans 8. Verse 14. Say amen when you're there. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage, again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are unworthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. May God add the blessing to the reading of His Word. If we just before we pray, if we look to... We have not received the spirit of bondage. The, the lexicon says uh, for bondage is a condition of a slave. 
So we're no, no slave no longer. We're not, not anymore under Satan's bondage. We are from another kingdom. Amen. And adoption, amen, the lexicon says, it's placing as a son. Amen. So, amen, like Brother Wayne said, we're in another kingdom where we can go deeper in the supernatural world. My. The greatest curse, like Brother Branham says, is not to know who you are. Not to know where you come from or where you're going. But thank God. Thank God. That's why we are such a privileged people. God gave us His Word. His message. To tell us who we are. And that we are no longer slaves. Amen. Now we know that full adoption is the changing of our bodies. Amen. So let's have a word of prayer. Our precious Lord Jesus, Father, here we come before you, Lord, thanking you for all your blessings, Lord. You've been so good to us, service after service. And Father, Lord, we come to you and say once more, Lord, may you bless us, Father. That's your desire to bless your people, Lord. So I pray may you pay, take full control over the service. Lord, maybe, may we stay focused on the word when the word is being spoken. We know Satan comes around and tries to distract us. But Father God, Lord, I pray that each and every one's Father, may, keep, may we keep our eyes on you, Lord, as you give us the word, Father. Take me out of the way, Father, and may you use my vocal cords, my mouth, Lord, to speak to us, Lord God. And Lord, while we receive the word, we want to react upon the word. And Lord, we know, Father, Lord, we say, when we say amen, let it be so, Father. Something is happening. This word has power. It is spirit and life, Father. So I pray, Lord, may it change us completely this morning, Father. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray. And the church says amen, amen and amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Amen. So we got the spirit of adoption, says the word. Like I said, full adoption is a changing of the body. So I'd like to talk to you about that, this a little this morning. Amen. And for a title, I'd like to, to take address change notification. So I'm, I'm addressing here. Now, I want to make it clear. I'm announcing you an address change notification. Doesn't mean I'm going to move to Cloverdale Bible Way. I don't know. I mean, the Lord knows. You never know. But I'm not talking about that. So don't worry. <laughs> or don't rejoice too greatly. I'm talking about a place where I'm going. <laughs> Amen. So may God have his way. So I'm going to take a few scriptures. Amen. Luke 14, 16 says, Then, it's Jesus speaking now. Then he said unto him, A certain man made a great supper, and bade many, and send his servant at supper time, so in the evening time, to say them that were bidden. And if you look up in the lexicon, bidden is called. Oh my. Given a name. Woo! Those he has predestinated. Those that he has called. He has justified. He has already glorified. So that's those, those ones that he's talking to. 
Amen. He has called us by name. Amen. After the opening of the word, I'm no longer church. I miss Jesus Christ. I've received a name. He called me by my name. And I got this invitation. What for? For the wedding supper. I got a chair with my name written on it. And no one can take my seat. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. He sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are ready now. Woo. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. Oh, that there where I am, you may be also. Amen. And now what I just read, he says, and all things are ready. Amen. We heard about the, the image of the stone that was, amen, cut out. Amen. And that destroyed the image. We know it is the end of the age. Amen. And then the rapture takes place. So that's what I'm talking to you about. Because that's going to happen very soon. Brother David, I've heard that before. Well, if that's your reaction to the word of God, something is wrong. Because the more I hear the word of God, the more I hear, amen, my Savior, my Lord, my husband telling me, amen, the more I rejoice. Believe me, when I got married, the closer I got to the day, the more I rejoiced. And don't give me the excuse I'm not married yet. Believe in my experience and all those that are married. (laughs) Colossians 1. Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generation, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Philippians 3.20 says, For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Now 1 Corinthians 15, 51 says, Behold, I show you a mystery, and we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. Ma. And Brother Branham, he says, Amen, we go into a sleep of death, we do not die, you just change the dwelling place. We know by the word of God that there are seven dimensions. So there's light, time, matter, then science is the fourth, amen, and, and the fifth, amen. The fifth dimension is where the sinner dies, where he goes. The first thing, he cannot go into the presence of God because he's a sinner. And his time is up here on earth. And it's like trying to go to sleep. And you can't go asleep. And you're in a nightmare. How many have had nightmares? It's horrible. Brother Branham says, it's hideous things. You're screaming. But he, he cannot go. He has a soul. But he cannot go into the presence of God. Because it's not covered by the blood. And he is in a tormented nightmare. Ma, I don't want to go there. That's why my desire, I should have, we should have one sole desire, is to meet God. The sixth dimension. 
He says you could parallel it like a wonderful dream. That's where the Christians go when they go to sleep. You could parallel it like a wonderful dream that you didn't want to wake up. It ain't a dream. It's natural. It's real. So here on earth, you have to choose, decide where you want to go. Now the seventh dimension, that's where God is. We also know by the word of God that I'm just I'm just reminding some things, but that are are I love it when when we dig in the word of God. It's so mighty. The Bible speaks of three heavens. Paul he was caught up. Two Corinthians twelve it says if. I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago, whether in the body, I cannot tell, whether out of the body, I cannot tell, God know it, such an one caught up to the third heaven. Now, Brother Branham says the first heaven is called in the scriptures the clouds. We know that the second heaven is considered as a solar system. And the third heaven goes beyond that. We live in a world where even today they are still trying to find out certain things, discovering planets, discovering stars, discovering... But my God, He knows all of them. <laughs> oh my. What a mighty God we serve. So now we read, behold, I'll show you a mystery. The lexicon says, a mysterion, which is a hidden thing. Generally mysterious religious secrets, secrets, Confided only to the initiated and not to ordinary mortals. The word confided, don't, don't worry, I looked it up. I'm not, I'm not smart enough to know what it means. <laughs> Believe me, even if I speak more than one language, so don't, that doesn't make anything big of me. Confided means. Entrust something to someone in order for them to look after it. It means trust someone enough to tell them a secret or a private matter. Amen. And when the Bible speaks about a half an hour silence, everybody thinks, well, there's silence. But during that time, he is telling his secrets to his bride. Amen. Because he trusted his bride. He's revealing his the mysteries, the secrets. My. A mystery still in the lexicon. A hidden purpose or counsel. A secret will of God. My. The secret counsel which govern God in dealing with the righteous, which are hidden from ungodly and wicked men, but plain to the godly. So that's why not everybody can receive the word. Some can hear it, but it flies way over their head. Amen. But some hear it for the first time, although can, they can be in a denomination, they can be in the world, they can be anywhere. But something happens when they hear the voice of God. Amen. Now we read, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. 
Now the lexicon says it's alasso, sorry my pronunciation, but it means to change, to exchange one thing for another or to transform. So we will continue this verse. In verse 52 it says, In a moment in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Total victory. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? So Paul is saying to those that are alive, oh, death, where is thy sting? And to those that are in the sixth dimension, he says, Oh grave, where is thy victory? So there is something about our God, amen, that he will have a people, amen, that will be alive and remain. And God loves to show his transforming power to this group of people that shall be changed. Therefore, Paul, by inspiration, he could say, Oh death, where is thy sting? Paul, by inspiration, is telling us we shall be changed. He tells us who shall be changed, when we're going to be changed, and how are we going to be changed. That makes it very easy for us, no? Thank you, Brother Tom. We can say amen to the word. I love it. When, we, when I went to school, sometimes my teacher, he gave me, you know, he explained me something. I was scratching my head. How do I find a solution to that problem? But with the word of God, God makes it so clear, so plain for us just to say, I believe, Lord. So when? He said at the last trump. Now we know how many here plays a music instrument, the trumpet. Do we have some? One, two, three. Too bad you didn't bring it. I would have called you up. (laughs) But here, biblically speaking, we know that the Trump was bringing an announcement. Amen. It gives a very certain sound. We know through the Bible, amen, that a, a trumpet has a simple, unmistakable sound. We know that the prophets, they teach the Lord's words with clarity. Just like it says in 1 Corinthians 14, if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare for battle? The trumpet calls the Lord's people together. We can see that in the Bible. Amen. The trumpet warns of danger coming. Because when the watchman in Israel, when it would raise the alarm by blowing the trumpet, there was danger. The trumpet calls to remembrance, calls to celebration, calls to praise. Amen. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. So now this last trump sound and is saying, get ready. Pack up. We're going home. According to Revelation 10, 7. Now in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished, as he had declared to his servants the prophets. We read, uh, he shall begin to sound. So we see the trumpet here as a type. You following? So at the hour of the seventh angel, the seventh messenger... All the mystery shall be finished. They all shall be revealed. 
I just named up a few here, wrote down, amen, the Godhead, predestination, marriage and divorce, the horse riders, iniquity, serpent seed, thunders, golden candlestick, amen, mystery of the seven stars, mystery of the rapture, and we can go on. But thank God for an open book. Matthew 13, 11 verse. And he said unto them, because it is given to you. Because it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But not to them. But to them it is not given. The mysteries. And Brother Bram says, here is the mystery. A mystery is a scripture, is a previously hidden truth, now divinely revealed. God himself revealed the word, his word. Now in Christ, is the mystery of God revealed? Amen. He says, the, con- the kingdom of God will be within you. So therefore, listen now. The legions and powers and the backing of the holy angels. And he says, hallelujah. Is in you this morning by the deity of Christ, by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, Christ's life in you makes Him the center of the revelation. Woo! Christ in the Bible makes the Bible the complete revelation of Christ. Christ in you makes you the complete revelation of the whole thing. You see what, is, what God is trying to do? Oh, my, my, my. You see what He's trying to do? He's getting us ready to leave this place. Now, this is it. This ain't for everybody. God has a special people, a peculiar people, a chosen people, an elected people. And they're on the earth for such a time as this. Young people, no matter how young or older people, no matter how old or how many times you've heard it, you've been chosen for such a time as this. Therefore, we can rejoice. Because even we can go through some sufferings, but all these trouble, little troubles, these little sufferings are not to be compared to the glory that will be revealed in you. So I can rejoice. God never sends a messenger without there being a people to receive the word. So under the seventh angel, the mystery will be finished. And this messenger... He will not start something and then someone else will have to finish it. No matter if it's a pastor, an apostle, a prophet. No, the seventh messenger will finish it. God does all things well. So this group of people who can hear the clear sound of the word will receive according to the scripture... Amen. In Revelation 10, and I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was as it was the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire, and he had in his hand an open book, and set his right foot upon the sea, and his left foot upon the earth. So we have received an open book. And this, this mighty angel... He's not an earthly angel. It's not an earthly minister. He's not one of the fivefold ministry. He's a heavenly angel. Now, Brother Branham says, all the mysteries at this time should be finished at the sounding of this messenger. He says, now, here is the angel on earth, 
and another angel, mighty messenger, comes down. See, this angel was an earthly angel, messenger, but here comes one down from heaven, a rainbow covenant. See, only Christ could do it. Some people dare to take that place. My ministry, okay, that's, that's where I fit in the scriptures. Nonsense. Only Christ can take that place. Therefore, we, yesterday we spoke about Daniel 2. Amen. About the stone that was cut out of the mountains without hands. Amen. The stone which is Christ Jesus. Amen. Is the same one in Romans 9. Is also in Revelation 1. Amen. Is also in Revelation 10. And in Daniel 7. Amen. Oh, he had a head. And his hairs were white like wool. As white as snows. Amen. And then Daniel 7 speaks about the ancient of days. It's all the same, Jesus Christ. So now, where is the book? It's in the hands of the mighty angel Christ. He was the last one to be seen with the book in chapter 5 as it was sealed. But now in chapter 10, the one who comes down is the one who holds the open book. He comes down... And Satan thought he had a right to that book. He thought when I got deceived Eve, now I have a right. But he's so stupid. I told you this morning, and it's, it's a quote from Brother Branham. You know, a boxer he gets ready. We study our enemy. and So I told you this morning that Satan is the punching ball. You know a punching ball doesn't have, he can't get back. So just give it, give it all you have. It sounds simple, but that's, it's that simple. Because every time you come with the word, you can knock him out. You can knock him out and you can knock him out. Stupid devil. Like Brother Ron would say. Stupid devil. I love it. Why don't you all say it? Stupid devil. Now that was not all. I'm watching you. Stupid devil. Thank you. That, you see, when you say something, you have to put everything into it. If I would tell my wife, I love you, honey. You think she would, she would say, oh, yes, of course. She would, yes, she would anyway. <laughs> if she's streaming, I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> but when you speak, put in some conviction. Stupid devil! The book didn't go into his hands. The book went into the original owner. So, hey, Satan, <laughs> last time I saw the book, it was in the hands of the mighty angel. And you didn't write my name in the book. You didn't seal the book. You didn't open the book. You weren't even in the picture. Because God saw me before the foundation of the word. He took a picture of me. It 
So what is all the bluff about? What is all the boast about? He can blow him up, you know, make him big. You only need a little needle of faith. This puffed up, bluffed up Satan. It's about time you take your sword. Come on, church. He doesn't even hold the book. He has no right to that book. Amen. Brother Bram says, now the forfeited title deed is now in the hands of the original owner, the almighty God. Satan's dirty hands could not take it. Oh, that makes me feel religious, friends. The title deed to eternal life. The abstract title deed to eternal life. What, when Adam forfeited it for wisdom and listened, and instead of faith, it went back to the hands of the owner, the almighty God. What a great thing. So what is the book of redemption? Listen now. The title deed. Abstract title deed. You say abstract? What does an abstract mean? It means it searched all the way back to its beginning. It went all way back to the beginning. Therefore, God had to send us his messenger, a mouthpiece that could go back way in the beginning. Amen. In the attributes of God and speak the word so I could hear the trumpet sound and hear this is who I am. What a great thing. It's redemption means all legal possession to all that was lost by Adam and Eve. Oh my! What ought that to do to a born again Christian? It's legal possession to the abstract deed. The title deed of eternal life means that you possess everything. Woo! Come on, church. You possess everything that Adam and Eve lost. Whoa, what of it, brethren? The possession of that deed. My, 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 my. The owner, the original owner of that book of redemption in his right hand. No angel, no angelic being. Nothing else could take that place. And this bloody lamb walked out and took the book out of his hand. What was it? Brother, this is the most sublime thing in the scriptures. Oh, my, 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 my. The most sublime thing in the scriptures. That only one was worthy. Worthy is the Lamb of God. The perfect one. He took the book. Amen. Amen. An act. Not an angel. Not nothing could do it. And the Lamb come and took from the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. So if someone is looking to a man to reveal the book. Well, he misses the whole thing. Because Christ himself has already done it. My, 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 I hope the word of God will liberate, deliver some people. They're still under bondage. But we have received the spirit of adoption. He placed us as sons and daughters of God. Amen, amen. He says, and is this a sign of the answer? He says, the other angels was messengers, men of earth. 
But this angel that said to the angel of the church of Laodicea, to the angel of the church in Ephesus, messengers of the earth, you see men, messengers, prophets, and so forth to the church. But this one, this mighty angel, didn't come from the earth. He came down from heaven because the mystery is all finished. And when the mystery is finished, the angel said, time shall be no more. Seven thunders throw their voices out. What if it was something to let us know how to enter into rapturing faith? Ma, 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 ma. This message, he continues, but that's what the message ought to do to the bride. He says, will we run, leap over walls? And he quotes here, Brother Branham, Chronicles 2, Samuel 22, or Psalms 18. And is there something fixing to happen? And these old, marred, vile bodies are going to be changed? Oh yes, they're going to be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, I shall be changed. After the seals were opened, he says, what's, on the message, what's the attraction on the mountain? We're on the mountain here. What's the attraction up here on the hill? It's God making history. God fulfilling prophecy. And that was all, that always causes an attraction. Listen, it causes an attraction. It brings all the critics, the vultures, and the eagles. Some are coming for curiosity. Some are coming to find out. Others are coming to criticize if that ain't something that we see. Makers. Uh, sorry, believers, make-believers, unbelievers. What's on the mountain? Prophecy is being fulfilled. Now we'll see what takes place. Now in the book of, he quotes Zechariah in the ninth chapter, the ninth verse. One of the prophets spoke in the spirit saying, Rejoice greatly. I think I told you last camp, or maybe it was a, a church. I love to see smiles on the faces of the redeemed. Zechariah says, rejoice greatly. So that's not a little smile. Rejoice greatly. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart. Amen. I can rejoice greatly. And He's all around me. He's keeping me alive. Oh, Jesus is keeping me alive. I can rejoice greatly. Oh, daughters of Zion, shout. Daughters of Jerusalem, behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass, upon the fall, a coal, the fall of an ass. So it was God doing this. The prophecy of Zechariah 9 was when Jesus came to the Pharisees and they didn't even recognize the Messiah. And it's the same thing today. But that didn't stop prophecy being fulfilled. No matter what the devil tries to do, he cannot stop the prophecy of being fulfilled in my life. God is writing history. Now, what's the matter with those scribes, prophet says? What's the matter with those priests? What's the matter with those religious people? 
This prophecy was wrote 487 years before it happened by a vindicated prophet. And it was already put into the writings and called the Bible, the scrolls of the Old Testament. But why couldn't they see that that's prophecy being fulfilled? The same reason they can't see it today. They had took the word of God and made it of none effect to the people by their teaching, by their traditions, by their doctrines, traditions of man, the doctrine of Balaam, the traditions of Balaam. He's called in the word a wicked prophet. But it's, in despite of all this, there was a little group of 120 people who received the revelation of the Messiah being there. Prophecy manifested before them. God always has a people. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. <laughs> Listen, it just took the cry of the eagle for you to recognize you were an eagle. You didn't become an eagle. You always were an eagle. Brother Branham says it's election. I want to get on that election strong. Oh my, I love that. Because it's the truth. You didn't become a Christian just by coincidence. Because you become a Christian before you was in this world. Before you were born. God ordained you to be a Christian. From before the foundation of the world. Oh you say is that right brother? That's the truth. Before there, were, there was ever you know anything. There was a time that you knew your mind was dark to that now. And there's only been one man on earth that knew that he was before. And that was Jesus. Because he said glorify me father with the glory that I had with you. Before the foundation of the world. He was the incarnate God. And he could move back there and know what it was. But our minds are blackened there. But that's why God gave us a message. To bring us back to our origin. The open book meant Christ revealing himself. To who? To his bride. To his beloved. But we were ordained predestinated. predestinated. You know what? Predestinate means the destination of anything that was pre-saw by God. And that's not skim milk. Woo. So it's not because you were around with a chicken that that makes you a chicken. So therefore stop playing in the world. Because no matter where you go, you will never feel at ease because God hasn't called you predestinated you to be a chicken you were ordained to be an eagle to fly in the heavenlies the mystery of the rapture or the translation it wasn't the chicken being changed into an eagle he always was an eagle. It's already in your DNA. In your makeup. And you recognize it. 
you recognize that you belonged up there in the heavenly places. I needed the cry of the eagle. We needed the cry of the eagle to reveal us our true identity. I'm no more a son of Charles and Ella Brennan. I'm no more a son. You can name your mom, your dad. I am, Brother Wayne said it clearly last night. I now I am a son and a daughter of God. It tells us who we are, where we come from, and where we are going. Everything we have need of, because this message gives us rapturing faith. And we're going to take a rapture very soon. And here, Brother Bram says, everything we have need of for this earthly journey, divine healing, the power of God, all these other things, is in every individual in here that's received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. For you're planted in Christ, hallelujah. So even the rapture is right in you then. The moment the little eagle heard the cry of the eagle, he was looking down, but all of a sudden the cry came. He lifted up his head and his redemption drew nigh. He just needed to flop his wings. Amen. It was already in him. Hallelujah. So even the rapture is in you then. The rapture is in us. I will prove it to you by the gospel. Those who he called, he justified. Those who he justified, he had glorified. Hallelujah. Then in heaven today, we are glorified in the presence of God right now. I quoted it yesterday. It'll just be a regular routine of following the scriptures and the plans of God. That's what the rapture will be. Why do you want to make it complicated? Think about that eagle. He didn't have to go to have a certain degree. How to flop my wings in 10 lessons. He heard the cry. You're an eagle. You're my eagle. Yes, I'm coming. And I heard the cry of my Lord telling, I am the bride. I am the precious, a royal priesthood. Hallelujah. I was chosen, elected before the foundation of the world. Glory. So it's already in you when you're in Christ and Christ in you. And this is the age where mortality will take on immortality. I shall be changed. We're at the end of the book, saints. We are at the end of the book. <laughs> we see in Revelation 3, John is writing here. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any, hand, if any man hear my voice and, op and open the door, I will come in. I will sup with him and he with me. So it's in the evening time. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit me on my throne, even as I also overcame, and am set down with the Father in his throne. He that had an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. So now, we see that the next step after the evening time, 
because he speaks here about and will sup with him. So the next step is Revelation 4. Where it says, verse 1, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Let me take a little time here. Brother Branham says in Revelation chapter 4, it says, after these things, after the churches, and all this from hereafter now, will be pertaining, will take place on earth after the rapture of the church. See, after the rapture, this is going back now to pick up Israel. The church never appears again until Revelation 19 chapter, uh, when, when she returns with the bridegroom. Praise God for the wedding. So let us be glad. That's what Revelation 19 says. We just heard greatly rejoice. Revelation 19 says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife has made herself ready. Brother Branham continues to say, After these things, so after he had seen all the church ages, after these things I looked and behold a door. Now remember, John is still on Patmos. But John is a type of the bride. Come on, church. John is still on Patmos. And after he had seen all the churches go through, I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. What is a door? Revelation 3, 8. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door that no man can shut in and can shut and no more can open. He is the door. The door, Christ is the door. In John 10, it says, I am the door to the sheepfold. So he's at the door protecting his sheep. Noah, he was standing at the one door. We were talking with Brother Tom in the car. I can't remember somewhere. There was one door. He was preaching the gospel. There was only one way in. They refused it. There's only one way. There's only one way that goes into the body of Christ. There's only one door to the church of the living God. And Jesus is that door. I am the door. I am the way. The road that leads to the door. I am the door to the sheepfold. He said, I'll put the open door, which is the Holy Spirit. Because by one spirit, we are all what? Baptized into the body, which is Christ. Now, John, he saw the whole thing. Imagine. Come up here, I'll show you all these things. I love how, how Brother Brennan brings it. says some of you are standing here will not taste of death until they see the kingdom of God coming in power or see the son of man coming in his kingdom rather see the son of man coming in his kingdom a few days after that he take Peter James and John and went into the high mountain and there he was transfigured he goes down and in Saint John 20 21 Jesus he met with his disciple he fed them fish bread and upon the fire and as they went upon the bank John leaned upon his bosom Peter asked the question said What will happen to this man? Jesus loved John. John was a man of love. And he said, what will happen to this man? What's going to be his estate? What's going to be his future? And Jesus said to them, what is it to you if he tarries until I come, till I return, was it? And the disciples made a mistake because they said, Jesus said that he was going to live until the coming. 
You see how some people, they completely miss the scriptures? But the word never fails. That's why you cannot understand God by your knowledge, by your intellect. It's by faith that you know God. Because even here, listen what happened. Jesus didn't make a mistake right here in Revelation, the fourth chapter. Christ kept his word. He brought John up into the heaven and rehearsed the whole thing to him. I love that. So by the word of God, the open book, God is bringing back our memory of what is already planned, pre-planned by God. What John already pre-saw, he wasn't allowed to say it because it had to wait until, until what? Such a time as this, at the sounding of the voice of the seventh messenger, all these mysteries will be revealed. Christ kept his word. He brought John up into heaven and rehearsed the whole thing. Glory, he saw the preview. He saw it just as though he lived on earth and saw the whole church ages come to pass. The coming of the Lord. The whole book of Revelation. Oh my, you see how infallible his promises are? He showed him things which was, which is, and which shall come. And he showed him the church ages, the coming of the Jews, the pouring out of the plagues, the rapture, the coming again, and the millennium, and the eternal home of his saved. Just as though he lived right down through the whole thing. And he saw it all happen. My. He just took him up and showed him. Look how Brother Ram says. He showed him the film that he is turning. Oh my. Saints of God, the script is written. Satan, he's not even in the picture. He cannot modify, change, delete. He cannot change anything about the Word of God. The Word of God. This world will pass away, but the Word of God lasts forever. The script is written. He saw the film that he is turning. My, what a mighty God we serve. So now, we have to be raptured. There's a little problem in this kind of a body. I cannot meet him. God will have to do it. But it's the same thing he did to Abraham and Abraham and Sarah. He had to put their bodies into a condition to match the promise. Okay? The message of Melchizedek that's changed them is the same thing today that changes us. We need to be metamorphosed. I'm not talking in tongues here. The definition of metamorphosis is the action or process of changing in form, shape, or substance, especially a transformation by supernatural means. (laughs) 
not by my power, not by my mind, but by His Spirit, said the Lord. We can see the caterpillar in the nature. From an earthly creature to a heavenly butterfly. And I'm on this earth today. Brother Wayne said it. We're still in, 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 in a body. But soon I'm going to be changed. Amen. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Amen. That's why this morning I'm giving notice and address change notification to whoever who listens. I'm prophesying again. And you do it for yourself now. Soon I will be no more. You may feel you cannot make it. Like you're going to, going to fall short. But therefore God gave us his word to charge us. I mean, I, I specified the, 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 the term to charge us. Because the word is power. He changes us from glory to glory. So here let's look to the order of events. These corruptible bodies will put on incorruption in the rapturing grace of the Lord. And when they begin to get together, then we which are alive and remain shall be changed. These mortal bodies will not see death. But just all of a sudden, there'll be a sweep go over us and you're going to be changed. You're turned back like Abraham was from an old man to a young man, from an old woman to a young woman. Now, Brother David, this is a youth camp, so I'm not an old woman or I'm not an old man. But you still need to be changed. No matter how young you are this morning or how old you are, this body cannot go, cannot be raptured. But in a moment, amen, I'm going to be changed. We're going to be changed. What is this sudden change? Oh, my. What's this sudden change? After a while, you'll be traveling like a thought. And you can see those then who are already resurrected. Oh, what an hour! Then we'll gather with them and then we'll be caught up with them to meet them in the air. We know the Bible is full of types. They were only types. We are the manifestation, the reality. Enoch. Okay. The Bible, you know, is type of Christ, his bride. So Enoch... Which is a type of the bride. But remember we are the bride. He was the seventh son from Adam. Adam, And we are the seventh church age from the second Adam. Enoch, he was as human as you and me. He had his worries. He had his problems. He had his troubles. Are you hearing me? I know it's warmer than the other days, but that's no excuse. He had the same problems. Oh, no, it was another age. Don't give me that. He was as human as you and I. But he was translated. He was raptured. The, the, lexicon, the Greek lexicon says for translated is to change, to carry over, to transpose two things. One of which is put in the place of the other. My. <laughs> 
Hebrews 11 speaks about by faith. Enoch was translated that he should not see dead and was not found. Because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony. I'll come back on that word a little later. This testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We know faith cometh by hearing, hearing of the word of God. Faith is a revelation. So here Enoch... By revelation, he was translated. You following? The revealing of the mystery gave him rapturing faith and changed him in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. Ma. Think of it. One morning. What are we? Saturday today? Saturday morning. (laughs) He wakes up. And he, he was not 15, 18 20, 90, 100. He was way further down. So he had wrinkles. I don't know if he was bald or gray-headed. But one morning, he woke up. He washed his wrinkled face. He combed his white hair. He brushed his old teeth. Little did he know that in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, he was going to be changed. Listen, Brother Branham says Enoch had enough faith that he didn't have to die. He just took an afternoon stroll and got tired here on earth and just walked up to heaven. Ma, 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 ma. Let's go and have a walk, saints. Amen. Oh, I'm expecting at any moment. Amen, amen, amen. To, oh, to bring me back. Bye-bye world. Bye-bye world. When the positive becomes closer to the negative, the negative is swallowed up in the positive. Now, he had a testimony. And isn't it something that the Bible speaks about testimony? Where some will give their life by their testimony. And there's another group called the bride. That is overcoming by the blood of the lamb. And by the word of their testimony. I told you before. That if we are the final voice for the final age. Under the messenger. Amen. Something has to be said. There has to be a testimony. For, from there. We see there are two groups. What are you talking about brother David? Okay. Revelation 12, 9. And the great dragon was cast out, the old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole earth. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accuses them before our God day and night. The accuser day and night, he's saying. David did this, David did that, David did this, David did that. So what, Satan? But they overcame him 
by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath. Because he knoweth that he had but a short time. I, the bride, we, the bride, we will be somewhere else. Now in verse 17 of Revelation 12, there's this other group that's on the earth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Brother Branham explains this very clearly. He says, just a little while will be summoned up, then the rapture will come. Just a little bitty group like Enoch will be taken up. Then the remnant of the woman's seed that keeps the commandments of God, Jews, that have the testimony of Jesus Christ, amen, Gentile, will be hunted down like dogs and shall give their life for their testimony. I want to be on the overcoming side. Those that overcame by the blood of the Lamb. Those are the ones that are raptured. That won't go through the tribulation. That will have to give their life by by their testimony. Amen. I I will be rejoicing. I will be there on my personal seat. At the wedding supper. You can sit next to me. I mean, I have no problem with that. But I have my personal seat there. And I will be rejoicing. He will come and wipe away all our tears. There will be joy. But that doesn't mean you cannot rejoice now. Oh, hallelujah. We find out that Satan, after being kicked out of heaven, incarnates himself in the beast. He's a false prophet now, and he will become a beast after a while. Then he breaks his covenants with the Jews. And we won't go into all the details, but it's lovely when you study it. The church goes up. Satan is cast out. And all of his accusing is done. Look, as long as the intercessor is still on the throne, Satan cannot stand there and accuse because he is the attorney of the other, on the other side. He is the opponent of Christ. And Christ, he's standing there. So here we see the white wicked judge. I can hear Satan. The accuser, the prosecutor, say, hey, I have a whole list of accusations. Oh, yes, believe me, our lists are big. Hmm. Am I the only one to say? Our lists are big. But here the white wigged judge comes down, becomes my defense attorney. I, Jesus, stand for him. I, Jesus, stand for him. The accuser. Oh, you can't do that. You have no right. Satan, no right. Who are you to say I have no right? I am the judge himself. (laughs) I love it. Come on, knock him out, saints. Knock him out. 
Who are you to object? I am the supreme judge. So objection overruled. The supreme judge became my lawyer. The best one we can have. Because he is the almighty. The all powerful one. Amen, amen. So Satan, amen, you don't understand. Amen, dad. Oh, I, Jesus paid the price. The full price of redemption. A perfect sacrifice was made. So put away the charges. Jesus dropped the charges. Case dismissed. Are you hearing me? Case dismissed. Case dismissed. I love it. I'm a case. If you stop there. Oh yeah, I am a case. But case dismissed. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's continue for a while. Are you okay? You know, Ezra is another type in the Bible of Christ. I'll go rapidly through that. But I love it when you study Ezra. He's one of a character in the book of Ezra. And the book of Nehemiah. He was the second of three key figures. Zerubbabel, he rebuilt the temple. Nehemiah rebuilt the wall. And Ezra restored worship. But when you read in Nehemiah 8.5, it says, And Ezra, Ezra opened the book in the sight of the people. And I'm part of the group, that group, in Revelation 5, that says, And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book, and to lose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as it has been slain, having seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. I'm going to read it all. Amen. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb having every one of them harps golden vials full of odors which are the prayers of the saints and they sung a new song saying thou art worthy to take the book to open the seals thereof for thou wast slain hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and has made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth and I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beast and the elders and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands that's quite a large group praising so if if you don't love praise you're gonna, you're definitely not gonna love it down there, up there. Verse 12 saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature is in heaven and on the earth and on the earth and in such as is in the sea and all that are in them. Heard I. John, the type of the bride, saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. John must have really had a Pentecost of his own. My... 
He must have had a Pentecost of his own. Time of worship. King's Lamb worship. You want to talk about a happy time when the seals were broke? John must have looked in and seen past the curtain of time and said, This is John. Ma, look beyond the curtain of time. Hallelujah. Since I saw my name in the book of redemption, since I saw my name in the book, I can but rejoice. I can but oh, give glory to the Lamb. Hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13. Therefore I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. So you see here again, there's, another, there's different groups. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself, same as in Revelation 10, not Michael, not Gabriel, not Wormwood, The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Three things happen. A shout, a voice, a trumpet. Jesus does all three of them. The word is so clear, saints. We know there are three comings of the Lord. Brother Bram says there are three comings of the Lord. First is coming, his past. Second coming is the rapture, when we meet him. And the third is coming when he's coming to rule and reign a thousand years. First time, he comes to redeem his bride. Second time, to receive his bride. Third time, the millennium with his bride. I love how, how Spurgeon says it. Remember that the Lord Jesus came to take away sin in three ways. He came to remove the penalty of sin, the power of sin, and at last, the presence of sin. I love it. (laughs) Amen. Let's take a type, another type. Is that okay? Rebecca and Isaac. We know that. Rebecca. So Abraham sent out Eliezer to find a wife. He, he went before the Lord. Said, the lady that will water my camels. That's the one. Now, Brother Abraham says the very thing that she watered was the thing that took her to her future home. Her husband. And it's the same thing today. See, the very thing that the church is watering, that is the seed, the seed of the word, is the very word that becomes alive and carries us to our unseen bridegroom. And he says in another quote, Brother Branham, we water the word by our praises. So when you start worshiping God, it's not, oh, you have to. No, I want to. 
I want to water the word with my praises so the word becomes stronger in me. What we need is quality, not quantity, says the prophet. And that's the hunting of the bride today. The Holy Spirit, God's servant, as Eliezer was, is hunting for that quality. Now he's talking about the bride, huh? Look how he calls us. The genuineness. That's something that won't take back on God's word. This little bride that will not take back on God's word. It is written. It is written. It'll stand there. Live or die. And say it's the truth. God said it. That settles it. Little Rebecca. She was listening to every word. Her little heart was beating. Eliezer, on the way, the same camel that she watered is the camel that brought her to her bridegroom. And all along the way, Eliezer, oh, was talking, revealing the word, talking about who? About Eliezer? Eliezer wasn't speaking of himself, but he was speaking of the one he was sent from. And he had the gifts to prove that he was sent from him. Listen now. Brother Abraham says in Desperations. Yet she had only heard by his servant. But that's a type of the bride. You've never seen Christ, but you hear by his servants what he is. Genesis 24 says, And Isaac went out to meditate in the field at evening time. Hey, we're living in glorious times, saints. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, the camels were coming. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes. And when she saw Isaac, she lighted of the camel. Oh, bride of Jesus Christ, lift up your eyes. Our redemption draw nigh. Rebekah didn't need. When she saw, she knew who he was. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I will restore, say the Lord. Give me a few more moments. We know that the life that was in the husk, in the stalk, in the tassel, it all gathers in the seed. And the life that was in the stalk went, one went to make the other. Justification made a way for sanctification. Sanctification made a way for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The baptism of the Holy Ghost made a way for the Holy Ghost itself to come right down in perfection back to the Word again to manifest itself. The prophet is so criticized. He has no degree. He has, he's poor in speech. And although he uses sometimes types, words, that are so powerful. You all know the quote where he says, I can hear the great combine. 
In the masterpiece, he says, Don't let anybody wait too long. Lord, looks awful close. The harvest is truly right. The great combine of God will sweep through the land one of these days. Straws will fly every way. But the wheat shall be gathered to the garner taken up for it. For in it, there is life. You know, a combine is made of a header that cuts the plant at the, and, and pulls it into the combine. Then there is a threshing drum that breaks the grain away from the husk, from the plant. Don't worry, I checked it up. That's not my knowledge, but I love it. I was just rejoicing when I saw that, that, that drawing. I said, my, my, my. The prophet knew what he was talking. Wait, I'm, I'm going to make a point here. There is a grain tank where, the, where he gathers the grain and then the rest is chopped out, is thrown out. Do you know that the combine doesn't take the wheat on the ground? The wheat is in the air. That's where the meeting will be. In the air. The wheat that fell on the ground has now come back to the original seed. The bride has come back to full maturity. She has made herself ready. Oh my. And people think it's just a stupid example. Combine, you know, prophet speaking about a combine. He knew exactly why he took that example. My, for the trumpet of God shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. We're going anyhow. That cannot stop us. Nothing can hinder us from, the, from meeting Him in the air. Nothing can stop me, us, from that meeting in the air. Hallelujah. The musicians can come forward. Give me a few more minutes, but... 1 Corinthians 15 says, we read it in verse 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. The Greek lexicon for moment is atomos. Atom. That which cannot be cut in two or divided, indivisible. It is the smallest particle of a chemical element that can exist. Nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. A twinkling, now a twinkling is a glisten, is, is a lapse of time, short time, but it's also a glisten, a sparkling, a scintillating. So there has to be a light present, there must be a revelation in the evening time. There will be light, says the word, for there to be a twinkle. So in that moment, God sends his word, oh, for the bride, for the atoms to be changed. Oh, in a moment, in a split second. 
You know, saints, I'm announcing here, I don't know, we're in August 22. I don't know what date we are. but An address change notification. Satan, there ain't nothing that can hold me down. Because that's thus saith the word of God. Why don't we stand? Now it is ripe to bring him back exactly like he was in the beginning. The same ministry, the same Jesus, the same power, the same Holy Ghost. The same one that come down the day of Pentecost. is the same Holy Ghost that's manifested today from glory unto glory to glory. And it's back to its original seed with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. With the same signs, the same wonders, the same baptism, same kind of people. Acting the same way with the same power, the same sensation. And it's from glory unto glory. And the next will be changed from this glory into a body like his own glorious body. Where we shall see him. For Abraham it was the same. What's the next thing we're looking for? The rapture. Going to meet him. We'll have to be changed and caught up. Listen now. I I laughed when I found that quote. You can't be caught up the way you are now. You are too heavy. (laughs) I love it. So from the tiniest. So all complexes are gone. We are all too heavy. So don't give me I'm on a diet. I need a diet because I want to go in the rapture. We are all too heavy. We need to be changed. These atoms need to be changed into a glorious body. (laughs) But brother, one day this mortal will take on immortality. And will have a body like his own glorious body. For we shall see him as he is. Oh, you seed of Abraham. Hold to your promise. Honey, stay with it. Don't let no man rob you from that. National force puts Israel in the homeland. National force will put the church in the World Council of Churches. But the power of God will put the people in the bride. The world forces this way. The world forces that way. But God forces upward. The Spirit of God, which is the Word of God. My Word is Spirit and life. Will put the bride in her place. Because she recognized her position in the Word. And then she's in Christ and will put her in her place. The only way for you to be a son of God or a daughter of God is you had to be a part of God. And God isn't complete without you. Are you hearing me, saints? Brother David is not just quoting a scripture or a quote or... This is... The bridegroom talking to me, talking to us. He said that there where I am, you may be. You are a part of me. And without you, I am not complete. Now, you are a part of him in so much that 
you are an attribute or in his thinking in the beginning. And that because he thought of you in the beginning, it gives that little tug towards him. There's a little something. When you heard that voice behind the voice, there is something that said, this is nothing but the truth. And that's what he has to be quickened. Some of them will never be quickened. They just don't have it. That's all. Final quote. The world is living in fear. In darkness. I think Brother Wayne mentioned it. But we know the prophecy. Darkness may cover the earth, but his glory shall be seen upon you. Shall be seen revealed in you. And here... We hear about wars, rumors of wars, and all these things. But Brother Bram says, before the atom bomb can strike this nation, the church will go in the rapture to meet the Lord Jesus. And if the Sputniks and the missiles are set and the hammers are pulled back, the angels are all standing in order. Hallelujah. The great corridors of heaven is crowded full. The harps are all in tune. The great bands are already practiced up. There's a homecoming time pretty soon for the church of the living God. Who has been waiting for his coming. Everything is in order. How many can say that? Not just for Brother David, but believing it. Everything is in order. Ma, 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 ma. I'm so glad I'm getting so tired for that great hour. But just to think that we, saints of God, had a part in this junction of time. That's why I said we are the most, that's what Brother Branham says, but I, the more I move on, the more I believe it. We are the most privileged people on the earth to live in such a time as this. Where one afternoon, you'll take a little walk like Enoch. Maybe you will wash your hair one morning or like I just said before brush your teeth and all of a sudden these atoms will be changed bye bye world I fly away in glory so this word that God put on my heart you know Satan hates it when we preach the word of God while putting it down you know when inspiration comes you you just sometimes the fingers don't go fast enough when he's pouring out this morning that's why I said to brother Tom yes God wants to bless his people and Satan doesn't like it my iPad was doing all crazy things I run to brother Michael brother Michael I mean I need a backup in case everything is written down, everything. So Satan tries everything he can to stop the word. 
But I'm here to say this morning that there's a people here. Amen. And nothing can stop the prophecy, the word of God of being fulfilled. Some don't want to believe it. That's okay. But I believe it. That's where, that's why I say, I want to give a change of address notification. I'm going to live on Hallelujah Street, Glory Road. I'm going to have a mansion. I don't care what it looks like. There will be joy in heaven. Oh man, oh, talking about greatly rejoice. I'm rejoicing here already. And if somebody wants to ask me, come on, Brother Ryan, where I am going pretty soon, I want to tell him, and you, you will, if you believe, you can join with me. Oh, I'm going up yonder. I'm going up yonder. How many wants to sing that song with me this morning? If anybody wants to ask me, and if nobody wants to ask me, I'm still going to tell them. Because I want Satan to hear it very loud. I want Satan to hear my testimony. Because I am part of that group that overcame by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of my testimony. What is my testimony? I cannot fail. Yes, because God transferred this authority. This power. It's not my words. It is power through the bride of Jesus Christ. So uh, my testimony is. I'm moving out of this place. So why don't we sing that song and you sing it like you mean it. Not just, oh, it's a new song or we sang it once or twice. So I know it and I don't care. This is a song that I want to sing because that's what the word says. That in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, I shall be changed. The people are preparing. They're completely going insane. They're completely going mad. Hey, but there's a bride that has received the word. And that is rejoicing, greatly rejoicing. Why? Because we're leaving this place. We're going home to spend eternity. Hallelujah. Oh, greatly rejoice, daughter of Zion. Greatly rejoice. So why don't we rejoice this morning? While the song is sung, we can rejoice. Because I'm going up yonder. And if there's anybody that wants to go with me, you can join me. I'm going up yonder. I'm going home. God has written the script. I'm just going to act upon the word. And he will do the rest. I believe the word. I speak the word. And God will do the rest. Not by might. By his spirit, say the Lord. Oh, hallelujah.
me. Uh, how about you? Are you going in the rapture with me? Amen. One glad morning when this life is over. I'm going to fly away. Who's coming? We heard about metamorphosis. Do you actually know what metamorphosis means? Some of you got a little question in your eyes, so I'm going to help you. It's being changed. And can I help you with another one? It's called metamorphosis. When a monarch butterfly starts with an egg, goes to a larva, goes to a pupa, then it becomes itself. Now, let me tell you something. When the monarch butterfly flies in its migration, it's called the most supernatural act. They leave from the north to go to the south, but they've never been there. So they start flying. They lay the egg. Once the egg gets, it gets to be a larva. Once it's a larva, it becomes a pupa. Then it becomes a butterfly, and it goes to its original place. Never been there. But that butterfly has its four stages. They said it started with 500,000 butterflies. It's, it's, it's a natural wonder. I was just saying that to Sister Joanne the other day. That got down to 200,000. It's gone down to 100,000. It's gone down to 50,000. It's gone down to 20,000. And they don't know when it's going to stop. Because there's only a few that make the final destination. And so I, I thought about that as Brother David was ministering. Who's going to be one of the few? Started with a great number. There had great revivals. People gathered all over the world. But when we get to the final destination, you've got to determine that I am one of the few. And I am going in that rapture. And it's more than just saying it's an open book. I can say that. But can you say that that revelation is a revelation to you? It's not just a preacher telling you the book is open and all heaven rejoices. You've got to have that revelation in your soul that this is a reality to you and I. They had 500. They had 200,000. They've had now 150. Now they're down to 20. I want you to determine now I am going in the rapture. I don't care if the numbers decrease to 10,000, to 5,000, to 500. I'm going to be one of them. You've heard enough word over the last few days to rapture you and put you into heavenly places. Don't glaze over when these brothers are preaching as if, oh my goodness, that's for the older people. I want to let you know I was a younger person. And I'm still standing. We want you to stand in the faith. And you declare, I am indeed one of the few. And have a standard. We heard about the other night, a mossback Christian. Come on, have a backbone. Stand for thus saith the word. Don't let it get watered down. But you can say, I'm a son and daughter of God, birthed by the word of God. I've come from God. I go back to God. And I don't care. If my friends don't go, woo. If my family go, go. I'm going to see the king. 
Amen. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Lord, what a wonderful word we've heard this morning. You have indeed fed the children of the living God. Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, that they will ponder on these things. Lord, that you will move them, Lord, from the maybe a surface believing to a, a revelation, to a deep understanding. I am indeed one of the few. Lord, there is a rapture. There is a catching away. There will be those, as the prophet said, that still believe they're getting saved, but they'll be left behind. Lord, let there be a determination within every heart. I will not be left behind. I've got a migration. I'm going back to the very thought of God, what he thought of me. Bless your children, Lord, as we now have an afternoon, and may we fellowship on these things. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll fly away, oh glory. Then we'll be dismissed. One glad morning when this life is over.